Arkansas Razorback, played as a Chicago Bears defensive tackle from 79 to 90, elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 02. Ed Abramovich. The U of I, Eli, and I drafted to the Bears in 1962, part of the NFL championship team of 1963. Glenn Kozlowski. The BYU Cougar, played six years on the Bears, specializing in special teams and wide receiver. Mark Carmen. You, Mark Carmen. Yeah. You're just a sexy young guy that doesn't know a, a damn thing. Welcome to the Hamp and OB Show with Cause, Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. On the station with the best Bears coverage, 720 WGN. Happy, happy, happy turkey. <laughs> OB, we're on gobble, the air, gobble. buddy. What are you, what are you, what's your complaint with the... Uh, with your open, what did what did what did Chris Duffy leave out about you? Uh, you, you were mean, just you were mean, just yes. I'm yeah. sell you out the window or uh. before. <laughs> Which one is it? Happy Turkey. <laughs> Good to be here, guys. Turkeys don't fly. Neither Happy will you. Thanksgiving to everybody everywhere. Everybody everywhere. I in... take that back. Except Detroit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Bears and Lions coming up at eleven thirty. We're with you till eleven o'clock. Happy Thanksgiving. The Bears and the Lions. The uh, well, we'll get to one of the great moments in Chicago Bears history in a second here. But the lead today is uh, no Mitchell Trubisky, and Chase Daniel will make his third ever start in the National Football League. Ten years, his third start. Hample. He says he prepares like a starter every single week. So this is nothing new for him, even though it's his third start in 10 years. Yeah, a lot of people uh, are, 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 are feigning uh, you know, alarm because of the fact that, oh my gosh, he's only... Let me tell you, if there's ever been someone that has prepared themselves for an opportunity like this, it's Chase Daniel. And as you said, 10 years in the league and, what, almost five years with this offensive system? Right. Theoretically, he is light years ahead of you know our, our starter Trubisky. So at, at some point, you know, you know these things will happen. And we talked about this, you know, ad nauseum, not only before the game last week, but afterwards. We we knew Minnesota's pass rush was pretty good, and you know there would be ample opportunity for. Trubisky to try to make something happen with his legs. But when you continue to do that, it's just a matter of time. Dude, you're going to take a shot. Well, guess what? He took a shot, and that's why we're reduced to talking about the backup and him starting today. But I, I, I don't have any, uh, you know, uh, uh, feigning of doom and and catastrophe. I think the kid makes great decisions. He knows what uh, to do with the ball, and we've talked about this for years. Ob, you know, you got guys that can throw the ball a hundred yards. Doesn't make him a great quarterback. The quarter, the secret to being a great quarterback is knowing who to throw it to and throwing it accurately. Well, I just want to let everybody know out there that Trubisky's impressive mobility may have led to the sh- shoulder injury, and that puts the Bears' passing game in question. Anybody got anything to say? Well, well that's the headline in the uh, Sun Times. I was going to let the water boil right there. Keep going. This is, so you think you think that Chase Daniel's going to be as good, better? What do you think, OB? No, I don't. You're not losing anything with Chase Daniels coming in there. I mean, come on, you know. We made the we let made me the tell point. You something. I'd rather have somebody we're, like Mitch Trubisky is leading the league and rushing for quarterbacks. That's not how this game is played. 
This is a passing game. And if you saw Monday night's game between Kansas City and the Rams, it was unbelievable. Just look at Green, look at all the teams that win and go. What do they do? They pass the football. They pass it accurately. We are seven and three. This has been a magical season. I have never seen in all my years a team that if a ball gets tipped, it goes right up in the air, and one of our defensive backs comes by in full stride, grabs the ball and runs 60 yards for a touchdown. A fumble. What happens? Fumble bounces up. Where? Right into a guy with the Bears, right into his hands. If This has been going on. And every call, and Dan, you know damn well what I'm talking about. Every call has gone the Bears' way. And what the Bears should do, and, and you've got to have a real sight problem not to figure this out. This is a lucky year. This is something that maybe could turn in the last, what, six games? Very magical. Take advantage of it. Because I can guarantee you this is not going to happen year after year after year after year. This is unbelievable what I see from week to week and Dan sees from week to week. What all? I mean, everything is going their way. Take advantage of it. Take the next six games. We got Detroit now. Put them out of their misery. And this is, you know, that's something we're thankful for on this wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. But, you know, at some point, you're, you're right, OB. Don't fight it. Just, you know, lay back, accept the, uh, the good fortune it. that we have been granted. But more importantly, we've made the point. If we would have played Chase Daniel in the second half of the Green Bay game, probably would have won that. What about Miami? Probably could have. The kid has a knack of knowing where to put the football, and we'll find out today whether or not, you know, our assumption of him being very competent in this offense is going to pay off or not. Well, one of the things, Dan, last week that absolutely stunned me, we had the ball more than 10 minutes than our opponent. More than 10 minutes. We got every call, every break, everything happened our way. Defensively, it was unbelievable the things that were happening. And after them, like folks, for another for your opponent to have that ball ten more minutes, we're talking that's light years in the National Football League. Ten more minutes than the Lions. I believe it was the Lions. It was yeah, yeah no no it was, the Vikings. Was the, Vikings. it was the Vikings. Yeah, the Vikings. We had it thirty five okay. minutes, we, they possessed it yeah. twenty five, which is yeah. like you said. You know, astronomical. That's 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 un, that's light years, folks. Believe me, that score should have been high thirties or in the forties or maybe in the fifties to whatever the hell the Vikings had. But you know what the score of that game was? Twenty-five to twenty. And again, it came down to the last quarter, the last few drives to figure out who's going to win that football game. We got to put these people away, and we have done it early. But come the second half which is Coach Nagy, he's got a bad situation with that, and that stems from Kansas City coming here. For some reason, all these wonderful, magical things, the greatest defense since the history of football, the greatest this, Trubisky, the greatest quarterback of the Bears, everybody's the greatest this year. Well, God, I mean, gosh darn it, let's start showing it. <laughs> hey, and you know what? I, I know this for a fact. Played over in Detroit 12 years. It's a house of horrors. It's not Thanksgiving. It's it's Halloween when you go in there. Trubisky, 
throws three picks last year, maybe his worst game ever. Will you know? It, it, it's not one of those games that you you look at on the calendar, going, "Oh yeah, that's an easy win." It's going to be tough, and I know this for a fact because I had a lot of uh, let's say say uh, 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 maladies during my twelve years uh, in uh, on my twelve trips over to Detroit. Well, when we come back here, we're going to have one of the. This will be a non-malady. We're going to celebrate a moment in Bears time that happened on Thanksgiving that Hampo celebrated, but perhaps if you could do it again, you would have celebrated it differently. We'll explain that coming back here. And by the way, I want to pick a little something at you here, Obi. You know, the, the running thing with Trubisky, they don't have that today. That might be a factor in this game, right? Escapability, picking up first downs. 42 times that he's run uh, at one point last week, 22 of them for first downs. Daniel won't do that today. So I, it'll be interesting to see how much they miss his escapability. Mark, let me try to enlighten you a little bit. Okay. Have you ever heard of running backs in peewee football, in high school, in college, and professional football? Usually there's they have, teams have two or three running backs. Yeah. And they pay a multi-million dollars to do what? To run the football. I understand. What do you get a quarterback for in the National Football League to do? I understand. It's to throw the ball. Is that, is that correct? That's sure. But you, when you have a makeshift offensive line that's not protecting you pretty, pretty well. Oh, then what's it going to be the following week? It's an over this. It's an under that. It's this. It's that. For God's sakes, let's call things they are what the hell they are. Yeah. Okay? I, I mean, the Bears, I, again, I, talking in circles here, it's a magical year. It's a magical year. Who are you going to take for a quarterback? Patrick Mahomes or Trubisky? Who? I, I'm not arguing with you on that at all. I would obviously take Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying that he, they, they have benefited by him his ability to get away from the quarterback, get, get away from pressure. It, it what is the a, hell does that mean? Well, it, no, this well, is a throwing league. You got to throw no, the football. You this yeah, but you don't. You have an offensive line that has put the Bears in peril at times, and Trubisky is as. Shown ability to get away from it. It is a dimension that comes in awful handy, but at great peril. And now we're living it out because quarterback gets dented. Exactly right, which we which we have mentioned that eventually at some point this doesn't work. I I get it. What did Richard Dent say? If quarterback run, he's going to get bent. That's exactly. <laughs> and, that, and that's there you go. That that is exactly what happened. It's for the Thanksgiving maxim. How yes. many times have we said, Mark? I mean, all this year, last year, every year, it, it comes up. If you have a running quarterback, it's just a matter of time before he gets cranked. It's going to happen. I don't know what game, where, whatever, but eventually, and sometimes those are basically almost career-ending injuries because of you're out in an open field and you get get hit right from the side. RG three looked like the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, and then it ended real fast. It well, crashes. we're giving the same thing with Trubisky. He's running. He's looking great. Running. And, For God's sakes, he's a quarterback. How about throwing a damn football? I'm just talking about how it impacts just to just today's game. That's it. It's a dimension that will will be you know uh, uh, you know obviously not there with Chase Daniel, but. When your quarterback leads the league in rushing, yes. it's just a matter of time till you rush to the backup, and that's what we're doing. <laughs> let's uh, let's we're gonna you want to stick well put, Daniel. Well, well done by Hampo. <laughs> Happy once turkey again. leg. We're, we're coming on back with a moment of Bears time. You don't want to miss it, so stick around. Hey, Bears fans, uh, enter for your chance to win two spots on the all-inclusive Bears fan trip to Cancun at ChicagoTribune.com/slash Monster Giveaway, courtesy of the Chicago Tribune. I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure that Ob is going and will be uh, sitting by the pool, right in your bathing suit type of thing, hanging out. 
having a pina colada? No? I wasn't paying any attention okay. to you, Mark, so oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Perhaps OB is not What's going. <laughs> it's a happy turkey to everybody. Hample will be in Cos with you till 11. Bears and the Lions coming up at 1130, 720 WGN. Back to the Hamp and OB Show with Cos, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hey OB, last time the Bears played the Lions, Mitchell Trubisky was twenty three of thirty, three touchdowns, one hundred and forty eight point six quarterback rating, three hundred fifty five yards. It was a good game, right? Right. How many yards did he pass for last week? Uh, last week. You don't have to look. I'll tell you, one hundred and sixty yards. The week before, three hundred and fifty. The week before that, how many yards did he pass for? Li- don't you like to roll, ride the roller coaster? Uh, how many yards did he pass for? Pass for one hundred and twenty six. No, they had that game one though. Four in a row. We're you going always, for five in a row today. You always have excuses. I, I, we need some ketamine treatments for OB. There's about as weak as you can get. I am trying to. Uh, this is a turkey day. They're going for five in a row. You, you do. Oh come on, they can't. Now think lose about Detroit. that. Give me a break. Oh, they can. No, they can't. That's impossible. Really? Okay. I'm just telling you. It, it, it as you just so aptly stated, it's a magical year, OB. It's like yes, it uh, is. It's almost like the Thanksgiving Day parade. Hey, just join in and uh, let's go. So it let's was go. it was a magical day, November 27th, 1980. It was week 13. The Bears were playing on the road at the Detroit Lions. Going into the fourth quarter. Week 13? Week 13. It's got to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. So well, I never heard this, but go ahead. So here we go. Week 13, OB. They're down 17-3 going into the fourth. The Lions were 7-5 and coming in. The Bears were a 4-8 and football team. And then out of nowhere, here come the Bears in the fourth quarter. Last play of the fourth quarter, Vince Evans, four yards for for the touchdown. Was it a pass or did he run it? I forget, Hampo. No, I can't remember. But anyway, bottom line, last play. I had my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> they score on the final play of regulation to tie it up 17 apiece. And that's Hampo's phone calling. So that's somebody, Vince Evans that's saying, Vince how Evans. dare you forget my greatest moment. <laughs> and, and then it was the opening kickoff, uh, the opening kickoff, the actually the kickoff to start overtime. For a field goal, by the way, uh, Peyton is 123 on 18, and Sims is 72 yards on 19. Walter had 13 yards at halftime. Vince Evans with a touchdown that tied it with no time left on the clock. Murray's kick. Fielded by Williams at the five. Williams breaks out of the pack. Dave Williams to the 30. Touchdown, Chicago. They win it on the kickoff after overtime. Dave Williams takes it to the house. Bears win in OT 23-17. And then, Hample, you take it from there. As Dave broke free, what happened? Well, here here's the thing, you know, and you're talking about a magical year, Ob. That was we're four and eight. I I expected the worst. We received the kickoff. I was standing on the sideline with my helmet on. I expected him to fumble, <laughs> and I have to go in and play defense. And then he takes off and he goes right, then back to the left, down the sideline. He's in the end zone. We are all like magically. I, I'm running like a, a madman into the end zone. There's about 50 guys around me. We're jumping up and down, patting Dave Williams on the back. 
not only are, did we win the game, but now, hey, you know, I don't have to play any more defense. And all of a sudden, it was like somebody hit me in the face with a two-before. Walter had taken off like 10 yards away and dove into the pile and landed on the back of my helmet. And when he did, the face mask comes up and catches me under my nose, right under the snout, and shatters my nose. And now blood's going everywhere. And everybody's like laughing, looking at me going, what the hell's the matter with you? All I know is, you know, at one time... I had a, a modicum of good looks. Last week, I was over, little Dan and I went over to OB's place, and there's a beautiful picture of him on the wall. And I said, what year was that? <laughs> and he goes, don't worry about it. But I'm just saying, we all looked good at one time, but after a blow to the nose like that, it was over. I but mean, you know what? It was, well, it was a magical moment. It was well worth winning the ball game in Detroit. And as you, we play the highlight. You can YouTube it. You could you see ninety nine running in there, and all of a sudden the helmet just comes up, and you're like, you're all discombobulated. Oh man, is that still is that is that like the most famous uh, return? Of all time, so to speak. It's one. The way, the way it worked out. Well, and, and again, it's on Thanksgiving Day, and it was just a, a shot in the dark. I mean, we came from 14 down in the fourth quarter and won the ball game. It was it was pretty amazing. It's all, it's only uh, two times in NFL history that it's happened where the kickoff and overtime has been taken back for a touchdown. Like but that. on Thanksgiving Day, yeah, right. you know, for the, the nation to be watching, that was, uh, it, it, was, it, it was pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Well, and so I get on the plane with uh, cotton sticking out of my nose. <laughs> but I was smiling. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so awesome. Getting with this Detroit game yeah. today, and I think the Bears will, uh, Chase will do, I, I think, uh, an admirable job. The only thing is, and what, what have we been winning with all your guys? Our offense or our defense? No, it's defense. Our defense has won us all these games. And what a great time to play this Thursday, even though it was short, from Sunday night to now. But guess what? We've got a tougher opponent. I believe it's Minnesota, right? We play them the last week of the season. As far as the schedule goes, you, you're... Uh, Who are we playing in 10 days? Well, in, in, No, we're going to New York in 10 we days. we got the Giants, but yeah. you're, I think you're looking ahead to the Rams, OB, which is... Uh, that game's been flexed, so it's a Sunday night game on, on December the 9th. Giants won't be easy, though, on the road. And look, today's not going to be easy. The Bears, to your point, like, this, is not, this is not the 85 Bears. It's not a powerhouse team. They're gonna, any game they play, I don't think you're going to walk in and be Not like, according to Chicago Press. <laughs> Which anybody particular in the press you want to? Uh, it doesn't. They're all. Okay. They're all. They're all eating well, at the same table. Everyone's picking them today. <laughs> they're all. They've got the pom poms are lined up. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Just as we went over and stole that game, you know, 30 years, whatever it was ago, it it, it crazy things happen on on Thanksgiving, especially. On you know in this rivalry, this you know Detroit has never been like our arch enemy. I I hate Minnesota. I hate Green Bay. Detroit, they're like the kid next door that breaks your window. You hate him, but you try to you know not, not think about him. But guess what? Today we got to think about him. And you know what? They beat Carolina last week. Carolina is a good football team. Let's uh, come on back here after the news. We'll bring Kaz into the show and uh, we'll continue to discuss the Lions and the Bears. And uh, yes, Obi. No, just one thing. Yeah, okay. one guy who hated the Lions. I mean, unbelievably so, Dick Butkus. 
he would be Flanagan the center, didn't he? Foaming at the mouth all week long, <laughs> waiting for the Lions. Yep, I get the center Flanagan. Oh my God, Dick would pop him. They would get the Bears are getting beat by thirty points, and eight seconds left in the game. He calls timeout. Everybody goes, "What are you doing?" He goes, "I want one more shot yeah. at him." <laughs> you know, you know how many times that happened. We we did. Dick did that about three or four times, and the game, it's out of reach. We're getting beat. You know, our offense, whatever they're doing, nobody ever stood as they can't figure out. But anyway, they're down there, I, I mean, wherever we are in the field, but a lot of times down on the, on, and they're trying to run the clock out, Jim. I'll tell you what, and they'd come out, the, the, the guy, whatever, boom, Dick would take a timeout. Quarterback would take a knee, and they'd turn around. Are you crazy? What's the matter with you? Whoa, I'll tell you what. But we all teed off after him. Just one <laughs> more hit. One more shot to get him. That's that's the mentality right there. That's pro football. At, yeah. uh, back then, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. It was the most violent decade of football was in the 60s, and that's what it was. Yep. How many times can you hit him, and how hard can you hit him, and how fast can you put him out of the game? NFL, 1960s, a beautiful thing. Look at that. All right, hey, uh, news is next. Ben Kaz. We're here till 11. Happy Thanksgiving, Hampleby and Kaz on 720 WGN. This is the Hamp and OB Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Happy Turkey, Hamp and OB with Kaz with you till 11. Hope you're having a great start to your Thanksgiving. Bears and the Lions coming up at 1130. Let's bring in our guy. Glenn Kozlowski, happy turkey to the Cosman. Happy turkey, Ken. Ken? Am I Ken now? I think I said Glenn, but if I said Ken, it's uh, I yeah, enjoyed it. was Cos and Glenn put together. I, We're trying to yeah, abbreviate it. I just miss you, Cos, and so it's just, it, 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 it just doesn't come out as clean for me. I apologize. He's lying. Not a problem. By the way, you really read that uh, medical commercial well. Did you like that? Oh, you really painted the picture. Well, Man, I was just I was ready to go. Did you order some? Not yet, not yet, but okay. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Guys, I, I I got to hear the, the start of the show, and first and foremost, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all three of you, and, you know, Mark, I'm glad you're not playing football, because we don't want another AC separation or anything, but... That's right. So, well, that's what that's what uh, Trubisky has, apparently, right? Yeah, well, it, it happens. You know, when you run that much, you're going to... You you expose yourself to getting hit from the sides or from different angles, and when they're running usually backwards, you get hurt. It happens. <laughs> I mean, it just does. Now, I, I I the only thing I would say is that you know Chase Daniels has been on how many teams now? Seven Four, teams. Five. It's been a few teams, right? I'm not sure that a guy that hasn't taken a meaningful snap in 12 weeks is going to go out there and be lights out. So, hey, Glenn. I, Yes, sir. Yeah, you know when uh, the Buffalo Bills, after we played them during that that week, the, just a few days before, remember they brought on Barkley for a backup yes. quarterback. Yep. For the injuries, you yep. know what he he threw for what almost three hundred and fifty yards the next week, and the, they and the Bills won a game. And here's a now kid; they, he wasn't even. I don't even think he was even in the league. No, I don't believe the Bills won that game. But if they uh, again, I. Uh, Barkley was they, they beat the Jets, cause the Jets came no back way. a they little bit, them. but they beat the Jets. Yeah. Okay, great, great. But it, it, listen, I, it's you're 12 weeks into a season with an offense that is used to Trubisky. Love them or hate them, the, you know the, the the team understands what they're doing, the nuances. So this will be. It's not going to be a. Um, 
it's not going to be a great offensive performance. I, I just don't see it. But having said that, the the way the Bears were seven and three is because their defense is number one in uh, interceptions and forced fumbles and scoring. So. You know, that's why they're seven and three. So the defense will have to step up today. But I, I wouldn't get all uh, pom poms out about Chase Daniels taking the taking over quarterback duties because I don't know that that's going to be all that good. Even if he's unbelievable today, let's just say the Bears win and Daniel goes twenty five of twenty eight, which I don't think we'll throw that many times. But let's just say for argument's sake, the Bears are down. They got to throw a ton. He has they're going to have to throw today. Um, you know, listen. You think so? It's a tough place to play in Detroit, it, 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 and Dan has talked about it, Ed has talked about it. Uh, last time I played in Detroit on Thanksgiving Day, Jim Harbaugh threw six interceptions, and we got crushed, um, and we were a good team that year. So it happens. It's a tough way to. It's a tough place to play. Uh, the Lions show up on Thanksgiving Day. They're ready. They're fired up. And this is the shortest week uh, in the history of the NFL between games for any team. And the Bears get it. So as wonderful as this season has been, uh, you know, the uh, flexing of their wins put them in a bind a little bit. You know, Glenn, what you just brought, talked about, that's a, that's a damn good point. So I'm going to tell you why. I thought George McCaskey, for them flexing that Minnesota game, to a Sunday night game and the National Football League and television execs knowing full well they're playing on Thanksgiving and not only that and the early game on Thanksgiving. I thought maybe George McCaskey and I'm not saying that he didn't but I hope he hopefully he did try to fight against them flexing that game because it does make a big difference from a 12 noon kickoff to a Sunday night game at 7:20. That's huge, especially when you got to play basically three, four days later. So I thought maybe George McCaskey, if he did, but that'd be something to know if he fought against it. Uh, but if he didn't, he should have. But think about this, guys. Not only, you know, the short week, and you could say 84 hours, 88 hours, whatever it was from start to, you know, from opening kickoff Sunday night to, to Thursday, 1130. Uh, the one thing is, you don't have a choice, and you got to play now. And, and you know, as much as you would like to say McKeskey could try to stop it, I don't think you can. I think the NFL has uh, autonomy, and they can do whatever they want. But on an, on the on the other side of the coin, the Bears have three out of four games where they will be exposed to national television and prime time, and. This is a team that for six years of the reign of terror of Tressman and Fox, we are now not only relevant, but we're in first place. When everybody talks about the Bears, it's, it's not as an also ran. Once you get past the, the Saints and the Rams, the Bears are essentially the, the next best team in football. If we go out and play great football today, suck it up and say, hey, we're going to be here. We might as well, you know, turn it loose and then go to New York, take care of business and then come back and beat the Rams. The Bears will force their way into, I hate to say, as you always say, OB, a Super Bowl conversation. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though, you're playing against Detroit and Detroit is not by any stretch of the imagination a good football team. Anywhere, offensively, defensively, it doesn't matter. Their record reflects it. It shows it. So this is a game, if we're going to be a short week and we're going to play against a team, a team like Buffalo, you know, and a team like Detroit Lions, as things are going this year, those are the teams you want to play. And as it happens, we play Thursday against where? Detroit. 
Bears should take care of business today. Well, they're missing their running back, too. Carryon Johnson, rookie running back, who leads him with 641 yards. LeGarrette Blunt started last week. He was awful, looks old and bad. Uh, so, uh, Zach Zenner might be getting a bunch of carries today. I don't know if, if uh, Bears fans are paying attention to Zach Zenner. He's in his fourth year out of South Dakota State, but that's a guy who might get an opportunity today. Kaza, like, how, how do you see... what if, if the Bears have problems today, how do you see it occurring? Matthew Stafford goes big? Yeah, I mean... It, it, Listen, Detroit is going to throw the football. They can't run the football. They haven't been able to run the football the last three years, and that's why you you see the inconsistent play from them at times. If he's off or if the offensive line sees a scheme that they can't protect against, it's a long day. So, uh, you know, they're going to throw it. It's going to be up to the Bears' defense up front, especially the front uh, seven guys, eight guys, to get pressure on Stafford, get him out of sync, and and knock him around a little bit. And if they can do that, then, you know, the Bears are going to win the game. I I just don't think, you know, again, maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't see um, uh, Chase Daniels being able to come in and have a huge day. But if the Bears continue to do what they do on defense and give him a short field, I suppose it's possible that they score a lot of points. But, you know, this is going to have to be special teams and defense, I think, today. And, uh, you know, with with the injury to Travinsky, it, it, it's probably going to be a, a little longer view on seeing how Chase Daniels will be. I think he will be fine. He, he may turn out exactly like Dan said to be the better of the two quarterbacks. But I think it's a lot of pressure this week or a lot to think that he could be good and great this week. That's all. Well, the last time we were on the road in Buffalo, Pretty good defense. Well, we had 14 penalties, including three false starts. The noise today, you know I know, it's going to be awful loud. With a new quarterback, new cadence, you could smell trouble coming. Hey, uh, And remember, uh, last time, they kicked uh, our, our field goal kicker was you know hitting everything but the uh, uprights. Or actually, I guess he hit the uprights a bunch, but he was missing between the two uprights. That's, that's, a, that's a valid point in the Lions game. The first time that's uh, that's eight more points the Bears should have had in, in the in the what was a twelve point win. So remember a twenty point win. Remember, gentlemen, that we played Detroit here, and and uh, Nagy trying you know coming up with his trick plays and whatever have you, and how bad we the Lions got thumped, and I had I had a feeling inside me that uh oh, they wait a minute we're going to see him again shortly. Their their head coach. And their players, they're going to remember the stuff that Nagy pulled and how, how bad they got thumped around here. I had a bad feeling about us going up to Detroit. But even with Trubisky out, I think with Daniel, I think we can still pull this game out. And more than ever, we need to turn to someone we trust, especially when it involves protecting our family. Jeff Vukovic knows your insurance. Check out JeffVuk.com because Nationwide is on your side. The Vuk. The Vuk. Quick timeout. Did Dan miss the Vuk yelling? What happened there? He, uh... Tampo, he vooked out. He vooked out for a second. (laughs) Uh, Obi stepped in beautifully. Uh, We'll do an extra vook the next time he comes around. Quick timeout. Kaz has got a special message after this quick timeout. 720 WGN. Touchdown, Bears! Chicago Bears conversation is here. The Hamp and Obi Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. 
720 WGN, thank you to the Mancini Law Group. Injured or hurt in an accident, indeed. Hamp, OB, and Kaz with you till 11 o'clock today. Hey, I, I want to apologize. You know, I left to go uh, check on the turkey. Nobody <laughs> could vook for me while I was, I was out of the room. Well, Somebody I needed vook. to vook. You sort, I, you sort of vooked, OB. It was a, it was a, it was a decent vook. Not I got to ha- have a vook. Want to try it again? Vook! There we go. Very nice. So, uh, just for the record, not that it necessarily matters anything today, but uh, on Thanksgiving, nobody in the history of the NFL has thrown for more passing yards, 2,649, than the Lions quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Does that factor in anything to anyone today? Sure it does. And, and you know, it, it, it's a desperate team. Minnesota, Minnesota showed that, you know, being good on paper doesn't cut it with this defense. And... And as LB just aptly brought up, you know, some of the little uh, sneaky things that uh, the Bears have kind of pulled the last couple of weeks could come back and and haunt us here today. And you know, and I know, LB, nobody likes to be embarrassed, especially in front of the nation. And the Detroit Lions will come out, and they're going to be eight foot tall and bulletproof until we put them in their place. Now, will we be able to match that emotion? It's a short week. It was a big win. Sunday night's win was the biggest we've had in six years. So, will the team be able to regenerate that intensity? That's going to be the question. If they don't, Matt Stafford's going to light us up. Yeah, you know, you you, we're talking about Nagy with his little uh, his trick plays, especially last week. My lord, when he came down and he takes Hicks, puts him in the backfield, then puts him out at the flanker position, and he does all these things, folks. You have no idea, and just believe me when I tell you this, that opposition, when they see something like that, number one, you're trying to embarrass the hell out of us, make us look like fools, and you're some kind of a genius. And I know because that's happened when I played one or two times, and I'll tell you what, they do not forget. They do not forget. Now, whether it's meaningful enough to mean something in this game today or when we play Minnesota with Nagy pulling those little cheap tricks, We'll see. But I'll tell you what, I think the, the, the Lions are going to come out with a little extra something special, Dan. You don't think, That's just my opinion. You don't think that players look at that stuff different today than, than you did back when you were playing over? Oh, you like no. to be made a fool out of? I don't, I, I don't know if they, think, if they feel that they've been made you a fool. You like to be made a fool out of? I, 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 but I don't know if they think that. All right, you, you bring Mark, a 330-pound uh, defensive tackle in and bring him, put him in motion like into... You're going for two points. Um, to start a game off, and I, I hear all the stats, and, you know, stats are for losers, but it's BS. And his answer was kind of smurfy and smart-alecky about, well, you know, we hadn't run a couple of plays. That's why we threw him in and went for it. You know, losing um, losing those extra points could have made a world of difference, too. So it was pretty uh, – it was smurfy. It was it was kind of uh, in your face, and you know we can get two on you anytime we want. And yeah, teams remember that. Yeah, I, I just remember that when the Forty ers put Guy McIntyre in the backfield against right. us, Dickett couldn't wait. Ten months later, he stuck it up their address when he put Fridge in. And that was the beginning of all that nonsense with Fridge in the backfield and all that craziness. It was because it was a tit for tat, and like Ob says, nobody forgets in this thing. Uh, back then and right now, I, you know, it's just I, if if I was a player in, in, in today, 
and and I on defense, and I looked and you what are you doing? What are you putting a three hundred and twenty pound guy out at a wide receiver down on the goal line? What are you? What are we fools? Is that what you think of us? Whew. It worked. It worked then. The we'll see if it works again. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you brought up the stat, um, Mark. You, you do realize, right, that the Lions play every Thanksgiving day. I, I, so I would hope Matthew Stafford has the most yards passed because they are the one team that plays every Thanksgiving day. Let, now let, Dallas is starting to do it too, but it really was the the um, the Lions. Well, the, you know, the Cowboys have always played on Thanksgiving also. But yes, of course, he has played the most games. I'm not trying to rise up Matthew Stafford and that he's Aaron Rodgers. Let me throw another stat at you. The Lions have beaten the Bears the last five times up in Detroit. Does that matter? No. Not at all? Well, we had John Fox and Mark Tressman as quarterback, uh, as, as head coaches. That's so true. That, that, that has to be considered. But ultimately, you know, trends are what they are. And up until we beat Detroit... Three weeks ago, Trubisky had not beat a divisional foe. He was 0-6. So now the, the arrow's going the other way. This would be the third consecutive victory. I know Trubisky's not playing, but that we are able to you know, enjoy against our division opponents. And Dick always said, hey, if you want to go to the playoffs, the quickest path is win your division. And that's what you got to do. you got to beat the people in your division. I, I just, I'm trying to make the point that, look, they don't win in, up in Detroit. you got a really quick turnaround. you got a backup quarterback going on. You've got a Lions team that uh, t- tends to play well. For me, the Bears winning today would be a hell of an accomplishment. I think so, too. And, and I'll be honest with you, OB. You know, you can say all you want about Detroit is without, you know, certain weapons and their defense isn't that good. I think we're going to see a, a magnificent effort by the Lions today and make no pretense. Well, this is almost their playoff game because if they lose today, it's over, Rover, and they know it, and we better be prepared for it. Well, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I think the Bears, if, if, if they can pull this win off today, and I'm talking about a magical season, and then we have, what, is it 10 days off before we play the New York Giants? Yep. As the Giants, I don't know, have they won a football game yet? Yeah, they've won two in a row now, and they're actually playing pretty well. But having said that, they're still a team that has, you know, they got rid of my point, two or Glenn, three talented players. Glenn, right? my point was everything's falling the Bears' way. Every call, everything, every bounce of the ball, that was my point. You got 10 days. That if they beat these Lions today, they got another 10 days to get ready and go up and play in New York against a team that is, they're, ter- they're terrible. Kazi, that tone means it's 10 o'clock. Any final thoughts on Thanksgiving? Yeah, listen, it's going to be tough. It's going to be much more difficult than anybody is uh, acknowledging. Well, actually, I think we've we've said it. It's going to be a hard day to win. But if they win, they are fully in control of their own destiny and clearly in control of the – the division, but it today is probably going to be the toughest game for the Chicago Bears in this season. That they, you know, today's day uh, playing up there on Thanksgiving on a short week. There's a lot of things going against them. So. Want to give a prediction? Give a prediction. Uh, you know what? I think the Bears uh, uh, end up losing by three. Lions by three for Cos. Score. Twenty-four, twenty-one. Okay. All right. Happy, happy turkey, Cos. You, you two guys have, have a, a good great Thanksgiving, have a Glenn. Great Thanksgiving with your families. All right, cause uh, leaving the show as we've got uh, for the last hour today. Happy be- turkey. Before we go uh, here, 
our defense, as it's been rolling all year and getting better, mm-hmm. you're playing against a team that has no offensive threats, no receivers. They have no running backs, and they've had problems in their line. If anything that should happen today, if our, let's say Daniels doesn't really play that well, if anything that should happen today, which has happened every week, the calls go our way, but our defense should dominate this game against the Lions. The Lions, you have a quarterback, and you, there's nobody to throw to. There's, they have no backs to run the ball. They've got a lot of problems. I tell you what, I think the Bears should go up there, and and I'm telling you, uh, Daniel, I from what I see with our defense, the way it's rolling, they you talk they could shut them out. Carry on Johnson's their leading running back. He's not playing. Golden Tate's their second leading receiver. He's playing for the Eagles. Matthew Stafford has uh, is not exactly uh, having the best season that he's ever had. That's all true. But here we'll, we'll we'll keep on rolling through it, and we have a preview of Chase Daniel, somebody who really saw him play. Ten years ago. His mother? <laughs> what, on Madden? His ten. father? <laughs> we have a special guy coming up after 10 o'clock. His brother? 720 WGN. <laughs> this is the Hemp and OB Show with Cars. Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer. And ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Happy Thanksgiving. Hemp, OB, and Cars. On 720 WGN, Mark Carmen with you as well, with you till 11 o'clock today. All right, so Chase Daniel is going to make his third ever start in the NFL today. Obi, you're very confident, correct? You think he's going to throw for a couple touchdowns? I I I think he's a he's a pretty good guardian of the ball. And he's he's got great accuracy, and he doesn't rattle under pressure. So I mean, I, if I was Detroit. And him having played in only what three, four games in his whole career. If I was Detroit, I'd come with every blitz known to mankind, and I'd go after him from the first play on, and I'd keep firing at Daniels. Hopefully, get him upset. Hampo, you got? You, is he going to throw for over two hundred and fifty yards? Nah, probably. And you know what? It, it, we've been waiting all year for the running game. Why not? You know, uh, Jordan Howard comes up with sixty-three. On the ground last week, and there were there were flashes where he was not only making a few people miss, but uh, you know pushing the sticks. So we'll find out. Hold on, one thing, Mark. Uh, Dan, yes. you you agree with me that you think Detroit will come after him with everything? I would. For him being as his first start, and I don't know what four years, right? And and you can you know practice today is you know walking through uh, you know drills and seven on seven. Yeah, hey, the game's fast when uh, when the ball snap. We'll see if he can make quick decisions. We, we have a very special guest on the line. His name is Carrington Harris. He does afternoons on six ten Sports Radio in Kansas City. His first ever show, guys, was with me, so I have a very special connection to this gentleman. But it, the key. He has our condolences. Right, he, right, he okay. absolutely does. The key, though, is that this dude that we're talking to right now is the biggest Missouri fan slash football expert you will find. And Chase Daniel, when he was actually rolling, was with the Missouri Tigers. He threw 101 touchdowns in his career at Mizzou, only 41 picks. So, Carrington, welcome to the show, first of all. And you can just tell Chicago and the NFL, because no one's really seen him play two starts in his career. What can we expect today from Chase Daniel? Carm, first off, I'm happy that you thought of me because you're right. If there's any person that loves Chase Daniel, it would be me. He is the best 
player in the modern era for, uh, for the University of Missouri. So I'm definitely qualified to talk about Chase Daniel. I think he's a capable backup. I think everything that you guys have said so far is about right. I think maybe the best NFL comparison would probably be Colt McCoy. Like, I think that's kind of what he is. I think he's a capable backup. I think he's probably like the 40th best quarterback in the NFL. He's more than capable than winning today. Do you, Obi, does that not give you confidence right there? Confidence right there a capable backup. Carrington. I, yeah, Carrington. He didn't even have to say that to me. That's I believe that. I think uh, you talk about backups. Look at some of the other teams. They're backups. You know, they're they're if they're back, they're back up. It's all right. They're they're backed up out of league almost. But this kid, he can get it done. Carrington. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky has eluded a lot of pressure. He's he leads all quarterbacks in rushing. Can can Chase Daniel move? No, he's not going to be that kind of quarterback. Um, I mean, I kind of think this is a situation where you really see Matt Nagy's ability. I mean, Nagy knows him from his time in Kansas City. And you can scheme some stuff with Chase Daniel. I, mean, I think we see now in 2018, it just gets the ball out of your hands quickly and make plays. And it's not like the Bears lack for weapons. You guys talk about the running game. You got Jordan Howard. You got Tariq Cohen. You have some weapons on the outside. So, I mean, I... He's obviously not Mitch Trubisky. This is obviously a step down. But I think the goal in the NFL is you need to have a quarterback that you think if he can play four games, you can go two and two. Chase Daniels more than capable of doing that. Hampo, these guys are, are kind of dreaming up, Carrington, that there will be a quarterback controversy, a slight one, not that the Bears no. would ever. <laughs> no, no, it's not going to be a quarterback controversy. I mean, you got to think about it like this. Chase Daniel has been in the NFL since, what, 2009? I mean, he's had four career starts. I mean, at some point, someone would have given you the opportunity to start. That's never happened for Chase Daniel, even though he's had free agent opportunities. And you got to think about it. He's optionally signed up to be a backup multiple times. So I think the NFL has kind of pegged what he is at this point. Well, and the one thing about this game, being on such, uh, you know, the short uh, week, uh, the head coach, Matt Nagy, came out, I think, uh, on Monday and said, hey, look, we're not changing anything. We put the game plan in two weeks ago because we knew – that it would be such a compacted area of, you know, kind of getting ready, having to travel, going to uh, Detroit on Wednesday, that we're not going to change anything. Now, the one thing that kind of puzzles me is if you watch the Bears offense, and OB, you call it a, a you know a gimmick offense, there's all kinds of motion and fly sweeps and, and speed screens and all these. He is more than capable of operating this offense, do you think, without having a lot of practice because he's had virtually none because, you know, Trubisky is still green and he is getting virtually every snap during the week in, in practice to prepare on a weekly basis. So, hey, Chase has got to come in and basically run this offense, you know, without doing it. Can he do it? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say two things. I would say, number one, I really wouldn't be surprised to see Chase Daniel kind of go into coaching at the end of this and, like, being someone's offensive coordinator. I mean, everybody that you talk to has talked about his football IQ and his preparation. So I don't think the short week is going to really have any effect on Chase Daniel. And, I mean, we talk about gimmicky offenses. Man, that's just football in 2018. I mean, we all watch Monday Night Football. We watched the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl. I mean, gimmicky is the new normal when it comes to it. I just think we see that those reverses and movements and motions and things that we see every Sunday or every week in the NFL, that's not abnormal anymore. Well, you could, you, you're, you're, you're right with that. But with us, as far as the Bears are concerned, we're a dink and dunk trick offense. This Nagy comes up with more 
unbelievable formations. <laughs> like the other week, he came up with our 320-pound defensive tackle, Hicks, as a, as a running back and then put him out at a flanker back. And he, what, 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 what he's doing, or what I believe and what I know to be about this game, the only thing I know that's going to happen, he's aggravating a lot of coaching staffs and a lot of formidable opponents by pulling this stuff where he thinks he's going to embarrass. He's going to. He's so sharp that he can do this and catch everybody off guard and make them look like fools. He better watch it. He better be careful. That whole thing you talk about is, I mean, that was basically the Chiefs last year. I mean, the Chiefs, I mean, you guys watch Monday Night Football, Cam Irving, you saw him get beat a couple times by Aaron Donald on a couple of his big-time plays. I mean, Cam Irving caught a pass last year for the Kansas City Chiefs. So, Nakey is just doing what he saw Andy Reid do. So, I, again, I mean, I, I just think we're seeing that football is starting to change in a way that those kind of plays and those kind of things that teams are doing, I don't know if it's considered gimmicky anymore. I just think that's just part of teams' offense. You're about, hey, to, you're, you're about to get a good fight here with OB. Stand your ground, Carrington. Carrington. I do the same. Tell me, you said Andy Reid. Okay? Last year, who was Kansas City's offensive coordinator? Matt Nagy. Thank you. <laughs> That's it? <laughs> That's it. There's nothing more to say. But he didn't start calling plays until what part of the year last year, Carrington? I actually, I mean, if you want my conspiracy here, I actually don't think Matt Nagy was calling the plays. I always think Andy Reid's been calling it, and I think Andy Reid is kind of one of those people that will let you put that on your <laughs> hey, LinkedIn Carrington, page to help you get minute. a job going on. So, so when Matt Nagy was on the sidelines in Kansas City, all he was doing was just mouthing some words or something, and all of a sudden all these miracle signals were coming in from Reid? I mean, that's, Come on. that's what I think. That's what I think happens. I mean, I just feel like it's always been very convenient. I mean, the last two years, that's been the narrative. Uh, it happened with uh, with uh, Doug Peterson for the Eagles the second half of the season. He started calling plays, and he got a head coaching job with the Eagles. Then the next year, Matt Nagy starts calling plays the second half of the season. I mean, last year, I mean, through the first seven weeks, the Chiefs averaged 36 points. We think now they just were like, hey, you know what, Matt Nagy, you know what? What we were doing wasn't working. We'll just part let you call plays. I've always thought it was some shenanigans and funny business going on there, but that's just my theory. Well, the one thing that you see about Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes you talk about a dynamite offense and that takes advantage of the rules of the game, that this is a passing league, and they got Patrick Mahomes. There's no trickery there. They just flat out beat you to death with those receivers and the great accuracy that Patrick Mahomes has. He's cool under fire. Boy, what a, what a pick you guys made with that kid. You want to trade him for Trubisky? No, I would not trade them for Trubisky. I mean, Kansas City, I mean, they run a gimmicky kind of offense, too. I mean, that's always been the criticism of their offense. I just think, I mean, I, I think the lasting message that we got from Monday Night Football is if your team isn't prepared for the clear shift that's happening in the NFL with passing yards, then you're about to get left behind. So as a Bears fan, I would feel optimistic of you've got an offensive-minded coach, you've got a young quarterback, and let's see what happens. So I, I wouldn't be discouraged by it now. I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes than have Mitch Trubisky. But I think we're starting to see like there's a tier system in the NFL with young quarterbacks, and Trubisky is in the mix. I think. All right. One last thing. Um, you know, over the course of uh, the first uh, ten games, uh, we would give uh, uh, Matt Nagy an A in the first half offensive game plan, but in the second half. 
a lot of question marks. Now, if the Bears falter in the second half, is Chase Daniel a capable quarterback enough to be able to come from behind and find a way to win Oof. if the Bears find themselves down in the fourth quarter? I mean, I don't know if Chase Daniels somebody to bring you back double digits in this game, but I think if it's a one-score game, I think Chase Daniels more than capable. Uh, I, I, I maybe disagree with you guys a little bit earlier today. I don't think he's throwing for 250 yards. I think that ends up being bad for the Bears. I could see Chase Daniels throwing for 212, two touchdowns, one interception, and this is a game that you kind of lean on uh, supporting Cass to try to get this game done. I don't think the game plan needs to be chasing on throw it 35 times and throw for 350. I would say maybe kind of like how uh, how uh, how a Nick Mullins was for the 49ers whenever he came in for uh, for them a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I would think somewhere around that range would be good for the Bears today. Hey, Carrington, good information. Good talking to you. You got it nailed down, kid. See you, you're the no man. Problem. I appreciate you guys having me on. Carrington, good to talk to Thanks, you. Uh, all right, my my man, Carrington Harrison. He did. He's he's, he's I, good. Hey, I'm not blind. And by the way, a lot of those gaudy stats that Daniel's, uh, Daniel had in college was against my Razorbacks, so thanks a lot for bringing it up. <laughs> that was our Chase Daniel expert, Carrington Harrison, 610 Sports Radio in Kansas City. This week on Chicago's Best, the CB team is exploring the Italian boot one dish at a time. It's Chicago's Best Italian. Sunday night at 10 on WGN-TV. Adam Hogue at the bottom of the hour. Bears and Lions at 11.30. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Bears history on Turkey Day coming up, 720 WGN. This is the Hampton OB Show with Cause, Sponsored by your Chicagoland and Northwest Indiana Chevy dealer and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Seventeen, seven twenty. WGN. Hey, Ob, you. What was happening? No, you... I was just telling Dan a football story. Uh-huh. You know about, uh, you know, you coming off, you know, playing and uh, you're fighting, fighting, and you stop the team and you come off and you're walking to the bench. And back in the days, George Hallis, I hated to hear that word defense. So we're coming off our offenses out there. One play, fumble, interception. And I'm just trying to go get this thing to go sit down on the bench. Defense! That means you got to go back out there. If I heard that once, I heard it. I couldn't tell you how many times. I said, oh, my God. That's what I was telling Dan. Do, Do you remember the first time the Bears ever played on Thanksgiving? No. 1920. They beat the Chicago Tigers six nothing. Damn it! It's a huge win for the Bears in nineteen twenty. Do you remember the first time Red Grange ever uh, played on on Thanksgiving? No, making his Bears debut on Thanksgiving nineteen twenty five. He rushed for thirty six yards in a thrilling nothing nothing tie with the Chicago Cardinals at Wrigley Field. Wow! That was just five days, by the way, after he played his final college game at Illinois. Yeah. Right from I mean that's that's well back that's in the when Hallis. That's when Hallis took him out of uh, Illinois, and then he went barnstorming all over the country with the Galloping Ghost, Red Grange. And it worked. It worked. The National Football League somehow became into existence, right? Yeah, you, sure. Do you give Hall? He's, he's credited with, with co-founder of the NFL. Who, no, he's not, not, not. Forget about co-founder. He was the guy that started the National Football for back from the Decatur Staley's. He had a vision. And, you know, they talk about the Myra family in New York, and I can't forget the guy in Washington. You know what? Forget about it. The man that kept it alive was him. There were two other three or other th- teams that were didn't have the monies to stay alive, 
and this is going back like in the 40s, the 30s, the 40s. He gave him the money, whatever he did, signed papers to keep him alive because that was him. George Hallis was the only one, not the Myra family, not a couple other people that think they take, uh, they jump on and say, well, their family did it. No, it was George Hallis. The Hall of Fame is on George S. Hallis Drive. Yes, it is. 21-21. Can't know how. Hey, uh, do you ever have you over for Thanksgiving? Who, Hallis? Yeah. He never had anybody over for Thanksgiving. I was going to say, did he charge you when he got to the door? <laughs> yeah, he probably would have. That's for sure. One thing, <laughs> yeah. he's original Westside Bohemian. Boy, I'll tell you what. He kept every dime. He six, had. 6.50 a man, three for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> right, Bears are uh, just uh, all time seventeen, fifteen, and two on Thanksgiving. And the last time they played was when they beat the Packers, seventeen, uh, thirteen. That was up at Lambeau, twenty fifteen. That was the Martellus Bennett game where he didn't want to play, didn't show up, stayed home, watched, didn't even watch it on TV. Uh, boy, we knocked. We knocked. Like I said the reign of terror of of the Tressman Fox era. It was sad, and you know, hey, let's let's enjoy this. But again, it comes with a cost and a price, and we'll find out if we're willing to pay it at eleven thirty. You know, the one thing about Trubisky, and which I said like last year, this kid runs and runs with the ball. And Mark, you know it, and I've a million, and Dan said it a million times. You can see it; it happens. You get a quarterback that runs with the football, and not only that. And what I don't like about Nagy, he's designing running plays for this kid to put him in harm's way more often. And I don't like that a bit because this is a passing league. I'd rather see him work on passes and different bootlegs and rollouts, which we hardly ever see. I'd rather see him take the time and looking to put that into our offensive fireworks instead of putting running plays with our quarterback running the football. He runs enough. And what's going to happen, what did happen, he got hurt. The other day, and I'll tell you what, there's more to come. You can't run in this league. You're going to get nailed. That's why you have running backs. 312-981-7200, the phone number. Hamp will be in Kaz with you till 11 on 720 WGN. Jim, welcome to the show. What's up, Jim? Hi, how are you? First of all, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody there. Thanks, Jim. And with it being Thanksgiving, I just want to say I think it's it's time to reflect on uh, what we have to be thankful for as Bears fans. For one thing, I think we have been getting a lot of calls this year. And also, uh, there's been a lack of injuries. Okay, Trubisky's injured now for a little bit. Mac was injured a little bit, too. But other than that, we've uh, we've been pretty lucky there. Uh, and I'm thankful as a Bears fan that we're relevant this late in the season. I mean, lately, the last several years, by now, by Thanksgiving, uh, we're either out of it or we know we're not very good. Or maybe some of us Bears fans are delusional and think we might win the last four and make the playoffs, but this is the first time in a while that here we are in Thanksgiving and we actually have something to be happy about, and you have uh, the league and the, the media, uh, you know, national media, for once given the Bears credit, where credit's due. Um, and now the next thing I want to say is, uh, Dan, as you know, down at my bar, in my basement, I have a skeleton that sits there, and he's got a Bear jersey on, and it's had skeletons, but he's been sitting there since 1986. He used to be alive, but he's been waiting for the Bears to win the Super Bowl again. So that brings me to my comment. This, you know, with, with Trubisky uh, getting hurt, kind of reminds me of the 85 Bears with the way McMahon got hurt 
and Fuller had to step in, and everyone was worried. And we all know what Fuller and the defense especially did against Dallas and Atlanta. And maybe we see that Bears defense step up the same way that defense did back then. What do you have to say about that? Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to you, uh, big fella. You know, it's a great point. And let me just say this. Is it possible? Absolutely. Our defense leads the league in turnovers. We are, as a team, plus 13 in turnover takeaway. That's amazing. You know, Detroit is minus 5 by comparison. So we have protected the ball so much better than virtually every team we've played this year. But I think the one thing about the backup quarterback coming in is Chase Daniel capable Obviously, Ryan Pace thinks so. That's why he's spent, I think, what, $4 million to have this backup quarterback in position. But let me just say this, and just to tag your, your, your point. And, and folks, we don't, we don't want to rain on the parade of Mitchell Trubisky and his evolution as a quality NFL starter. But here's the point. It's almost like, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, Matt Nagy, is encouraging him to run with the ball, to take the ball down and and try to make something happen. He's capable. He's got good movement skills. But here's the point. He should be dissuading him, OB. Exactly. Stay in the pocket. Try and make another quick decision. Try and make a good, you know, uh, a check down throw or don't get in position where you have to run. And it's almost like the coach is saying, Oh yeah, this is cool. Oh, take a look. And if there's nobody there, take off. Well, it's just a matter of time till your quarterback gets maimed. Again, Dan, again, you're, you're right. I brought that up and mentioned to the fact that you cannot design plays in today's game to have your quarterback as one of your main threats running. You're going to get the kid killed. Okay, why don't you try and move the pocket to the stronger weak side? Why don't you try a bootleg, a naked bootleg? Why don't you work on on Trubisky with those plays instead of designing running plays to put this kid in harm's way. I don't think I know what I'm talking about. You see it right on television. You go to Soldier Field, you see it there. That is not the way to do it. My God, the kid's a quarterback. Who knows when, I mean, he has a, a horrible accuracy problem, and him running the ball, design plays, is not going to help it. And that just happens to be what's going on here. All right, let's get into news after a quick timeout. 720 WGN. This is the Hamp and OB Show with Kaz. Sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. 720 WGN. Bears and actives today does include Mitchell Trubisky, no surprise there. Aaron Lynch is also on there, Adam Shaheen. Both of those guys were in the concussion protocol, so you will not. There's no chance that you will see Mitchell Trubisky today. 720 WGN, uh, which is... Which uh, i got to tell you is kind of shocking. He's a young kid, and he didn't look like that violent of a shot, but are they coddling him a little bit more? I don't know. I'm just saying, hey. I mean, football stuff. I think they're thinking yeah, long term. There's, there's I'm no doubt. shocked he's not even active. Let's uh, let's bring Adam Hogan, our Bears reporter. Uh, Hogan, Adam, no surprise here. And apparently, Chase Daniel has known that he's going to be starting or most likely starting since Monday. So, uh, when you saw the inactives today, I'm assuming you were not surprised at all. No, not at all. I'm not sure they knew on Monday, though. I think that they were still hoping that 
you know, Mitch would the pain would go away by Tuesday and and certainly um, you know by game time. But I, I think by Tuesday when he was still having a significant amount of pain and that was really the only day they had any kind of real practice and it wasn't even a real practice. It was it was basically a light workout. Uh, he wasn't throwing the ball at all. And and so I think at that point they probably knew Chase Daniel was going to go. And uh, here we go. I mean, I think the good thing is that he's a similar style quarterback as Mitch Trubisky. I, I mean, I'm kind of calling him Trubisky light because he's a little bit shorter. His arm's not quite as strong. He's not quite as athletic. But he does have more experience in Matt Nagy's offense than Mitch does. And, I, you know, I think there's reason to believe that he could be more accurate than at least consistently accurate throughout the course of a football game than Trubisky has been, um, you know, in some games this year. And, and, and so, I, you know, look, sometimes you have a backup quarterback come in and he's like a completely different style and you have to sort of change the offense up to accommodate that quarterback. That's not the case here today. Uh, and I think that's one reason why you haven't seen the Vegas line on this game move really at all. I mean, it shifted a half point here or there, but it's not like the Lions are all of a sudden favored because Mitch Trubisky's out. Adam Hogue with us here, our Bears reporter on 720 WGN. What was the sense you got out at Hallis Hall this week as far as just the Bears' energy level? I know it's hard to sort of get a sense of that, but it, you know the quick weeks was talked about a ton. Did you feel like the guys are going to be ready to go? Yeah, you know, that's something I've been kind of worried about since Sunday night. And I, uh, when, when we talked post-game on Sunday, I, I kind of mentioned it there that this was going to be um, – it just sort of let, sets you up for, for a letdown. Um, if anything, I think maybe the fact that Trubisky's out, maybe that you know gets the defense focused a little bit more. Because that's my big question today. I know everyone wants to talk about the quarterback, and I get it. But to me, the question is, on a short week when you exerted so much energy to win one of the biggest games you've had in years at Soldier Field on Sunday night, uh, there's just sort of a natural human nature tendency to, to not bring that same amount of intensity today, right, on the road in a tougher environment where the Lions have played better than they have on the road this season. Um, to me, the biggest question is today. Does the defense still bring that intensity that they had on every single down on Sunday against the Vikings? Because if they do, they're by far the best unit on the field this afternoon in Detroit, and the Bears should still win. But if they have breakdowns here and there, a missed tackle or something like that, that leads to a big play, which we've seen from time to time this season, then that's where this thing uh, could be a little bit tougher and maybe you see the Lions pull off an upset. Well, I could say uh, just a couple things here. Defensively, we won all our games because of our defense. You know, that's not a mystery. And I don't look for the defense to disappear today. I really don't. I think they've got some goals in mind. I think they want to break some record, bear records. I think they want to set some NFL records. And and they're healthy. And they're going strong. And I don't see them falling down dead uh, today. I just really don't. And again... We've been winning on defense. Now, as far as Detroit goes, I got an idea, and I mentioned this to Dan the last time we played Detroit, from what went on in that game with Nagy's uh, trick plays, That because I know as a player, and I've seen coaches react too, you see what this guy tried to do with us? See what he did? Tried to embarrass the hell out of us on national television? 
And I, the only reason why I say there's a shot for Detroit, and it's my opinion, nobody else's, is that there's a factor of revenge. In other words, Nagy, how dare you come in and you try to make fools out of us. So I think, if anything, I hopefully that might be in Detroit's part where they, they see that, they understand it, and they go out there and uh, with a vengeance and go after the Bears. But I don't see the Bears losing because why? Because of our defense. All of a sudden, you're not going to get 11 guys all of a sudden play dead. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and I, I, I think that this does kind of, regardless of its trick plays or not, um, just the idea that they were embarrassed a couple weeks ago at Soldier Field. They're coming back home on Thanksgiving. There's a lot of pride in the Detroit Lions organization to play on Thanksgiving. It means a lot to the Ford family. Um, it's one of the few times this season where the Lions are in the national spotlight. And and, and so the, there's a lot of that uh, that I think is, is legitimately a part of, uh, of this game today. Now, what I will say, and where I agree with you, definitely, OB, is that I think this Bears defense has a lot of pride, too. And uh, they're, they're trying to prove that they're the best defense in the league, and they've done a really good job of that so far. I've certainly seen from Khalil Mack, he seems to like playing on national television. He, that's where he's had his best games this season. And so I, I don't think there will be much of a letdown on that side of the ball either, and that's ultimately why I do think the Bears will pull out this game today in Detroit. But I do think it's going to be a lot tougher than it was two weeks ago, and I think it could come down to a field goal. Khalil Mack, the first Chicago Bear out on the field up in Detroit this morning, which is his standard pregame preparation. I I got a secret weapon for us today, guys. Here's the Bears in actors. Mitchell Trubisky, Michael Burton, Rashad Coward, who's uh, one of their offensive linemen, Javon Wims, wide receiver, Adam Shaheen in the concussion protocol, defensive tackle Nick Williams, and outside linebacker Aaron Lynch. The reason why I read that, one name not on there, Kevin White, who's been inactive for three straight weeks, is active today, Adam Hogue, and Kevin yeah. White has a, I'm guessing, has a huge connection with Chase Daniel, and he's going to go big today. What do you think? Well, do you guys know what the highlight of Kevin White's career has been? It was a 29-yard touchdown on a double move, one of the few good routes he's run for the Bears uh, in his uh, very abbreviated four-year career with this franchise. In the preseason game against the Chiefs, you guys remember this? He was wide open. It was a great route. Who threw him the football? It was Chase Daniel. See? So maybe you got something there, Carm. I'm <laughs> going to say probably not. Uh, I think it's going to be a struggle for him to even see the field today. And uh, let's not forget Darius Slay is active for the Lions. They're talented corner. And he did not play two weeks ago at Soldier Field. That does change the dynamic today. You'll probably see him on Allen Robinson a lot. And don't forget Ziggy Anza, will, who's actually been a bear killer over his career. Career. He is uh, not only active, but I think he's starting. Hey, one last thing. You know, the Bears, it was a laugher against Detroit. And then they answer the questions across the nation. Hey, they are for real. They take care of Minnesota in somewhat easy fashion, do you think there's a natural tendency for this team to start thinking, well, we've kind of got this. Hey, we got this, and not be emotionally ready for a team that wants to lay a trap for them? Yeah, I mean, I I think that's a legitimate question today, Um, and we'll learn 
I, I feel like I'm saying this every week, but that's sort of the situation the Bears are in because they are relatively untested in this situation. They've been so bad the last few years that we don't really know how they're going to react to these type of games. You know, uh, the, the thing is, every single team, no matter how good you are, are is going to have letdown weeks. Sometimes that results in an unexpected loss, and sometimes that just results in a game where it's a little bit closer than you thought. You don't cover the spread, but you pull out a victory. And I think the good teams, the teams that are truly ready to um, compete for a Super Bowl, respond in these situations. You know, the, the New Orleans Saints, for example, you, you could have said a couple weeks ago, oh, they go up to Minnesota, they have that huge win over the Vikings on the road. Well, maybe they have a letdown the next week. Well, guess what? They've just been pounding every single team that they've played. Now, in a short week, I could, I could see there being some difficulties today. But let's be honest, if the Bears are for real, and I think that they proved on Sunday night they certainly are for real, this is still a game that you win today. Adam Hogue with us as we get ready for the Bears online. Just a reminder, there is no post-game show today. So, Adam, if we were to have you on, and it was the post-game show, what would you be saying at, at a normal, say, 438? Hoagie, what happened today? Go ahead and say it. I, I say that uh, Chase Daniel did just enough to win the football game. wasn't spectacular, but came out and ran the offense uh, well enough. Uh, it, it, it was kind of an ugly win for the Bears, but you take it, and ultimately the defense came up big. Khalil Mack was dominant again. Akeem Hicks is dominant again. I think those two guys kind of have a little bit of a, a teammate rivalry going on uh, for who can make the most plays. That's always a good thing. And, and I think the defense probably comes through with a couple more takeaways, maybe even scores. Maybe that's the difference in the game today uh, with a defensive touchdown once again. Uh, and I think this is, this is a game that if we're talking about a win in four hours from now, it's because the defense stepped up and, uh, and, and got you a victory in a tough week where you don't have your starting quarterback. Okay, and let me just say this. We don't have a post game today, unfortunately, because I think this is going to be a vastly interesting game in the way it's played out. Now, looking forward, 10 days, the New York Giants. I just made the point that, unfortunately, our coach, our offensive coordinator, Nagy, has basically encouraged Trubisky at all points to take the ball down and run with it, which leads us to the point where we're playing with their backup today. Do you think there will be a mind shift in his coaching points as we go through the rest of the season where now he's not, he's going to dissuade him from running? Maybe not only instead of taking the ball down and being proactive, trying to gain yards – Buy time, get out of the the uh, pocket to the side, much like you know Aaron Rodgers, someone else, where he is not as susceptible to those violent hits that has knocked him out. Well, maybe you see a, a, a few more, um, or a few less, I should say, design runs, maybe less zone read. The problem is, is is his legs are so such a big part of this offense and that threat. We've seen defenses spy him. Uh, which helps you out in other areas. Uh, that's the problem. So I, I think it really will more so come down to a pain tolerance level. And what I'm, what I will be interested to see, and I do think that Mitch, that Mitch Trubisky will be back against the Giants uh, in about a week and a half. Does Mitch play a little bit differently? Whether Nagy's calling things differently or not, is he a little bit? Um, more careful about tucking the ball or getting down sooner 
just because he may be dealing with a pain tolerance level. And that can obviously affect decisions you make in your brain when you're worried about something hurting. Um, And then the other side of that is maybe that sounds smarter, and it might be, but does it affect his play uh, in a way that you don't want to see? So I'm not so sure just because Mitch is going to be back in a week and a half that we're out of the woods on this whole thing with Mitch Trubisky. It'll Great be point. It'll be interesting to see how it impacts the offense. Even if he's playing, he might not be 100%. And even if he is 100%, it may impact decisions that are made, throws that are made, maybe even his accuracy. It is his throwing arm. So I am still a little bit concerned about this whole situation. Well, one thing real quickly here. Let me tell you something. When Nagy put in those designated running plays for his quarterback, I almost fell out of the chair. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Your your quarterback is in harm's way enough when he drops back to pass, let alone when he tries to sneak out and run and get the and run as much as he's running. That's enough already. But for Nagy to put that kid in more of a harm's way in designated running place when you have Howard a run a proven running back, Tariq Cohn, he can break plays. That's what they're called running backs. That's who you give the ball to. There's five guys up in front where the tight end makes it six. What do they do? They block. They block on running plays. They block on passing plays. You don't take a quarterback. You get him more into the passing mode because of what this league is. But I can tell you, for him to put him, again, in more of harm's way and designated running plays, last week I told him I almost fell out of the damn chair. What the hell is he thinking about? He's not a runner. He's a quarterback. He's a passer. That's why we drafted him, and that's what you want him to be is an efficient, accurate passer, and we're putting in plays for him to run. Why do we have running backs then? Adam, happy Thanksgiving. We will not talk to you after the game. You're the man. All right, guys. Enjoy the food. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy the game. Happy Turkey, everybody. Final timeout, 720 WGN.